family, I'm so happy to announce the launch of my brand new premium podcast. It's called Ideas That Matter Plus. This is an exciting new development that we've been working on for some time. This after seeing a lot of you request coming through saying thank you for what we've done and wanting more. Ideas That Matter Plus is a more targeted podcast that focuses on business strategies and more high-level thinking to help highly ambitious entrepreneurs, SMEs, business owners and founders, even the CEOs of big business. It only costs 450 Rand per month and will be coming in, but I mean coming in hot. So, subscribe now to Ideas That Matter Plus, now available on Spotify or Apple Podcast Store. Sayonara. It's time to take your seat at the table. Find out how with Vulsi Tembeguayo as we discuss ideas that matter. A catalyst for bold action. Hello family and welcome to what is episode 5 of the VT podcast. I've been so excited over the past five weeks. We've had great work. We've developed on good ideas and we've really spoken a lot about what I think is important mental work most of us have to do in our own journeys as leaders and managers of greatness and of our own potential. Last week, we spoke a bit about the psychological contract. When I learned that concept, I have to tell you that my entire life fundamentally shifted. I realized why there was often a gap in relationships and expectations. It wasn't because of what was written down. It was because of what was expected outside of what was written down. And if you haven't caught it, go check out that episode on the psychological contract. This week, though, I want to talk a bit about gods and gardens. Gods and gardens. So what are gods and gardens? Gods are belief systems. These are the things we believe and hold to be so dearly true that we cannot fathom or conceive a different reality or a different narrative. A lot of those belief systems, by the way, if not most, are completely learnt. In other words, we believe what we have been taught to believe. You see, when human beings are born, when you are a baby, say, you don't really come into the world with a view of the world. You come into the world as you. And as you grow up in the world, as you are socialized in the world, you are taught what being you means. You are taught about your tribe, your culture, your tradition, your language, your background. You're taught about your religion, how you pray, to whom you pray, when you pray. You're taught about your proclivity of which book you read and how you interpret that book. Everything we believe, we are taught. And so for most of us then, the gods that run our lives, the belief systems that anchor how we think and how we see the world, are belief systems that have been taught to us and that have been learned by us. The thing though is once you have been taught and believe in something, you internalize it. And that's where it gets really tricky. The internalization of a belief system makes that belief system fixed. In other words, at the instance in which you believe what you believe, regardless of evidence to suggest to the contrary, it means that even if there was overwhelming evidence that what you believe isn't true, you wouldn't shift your belief system. You would still believe it. That is how most of us have these what I call gods that run our lives. Gardens, however, if you think about it, are places of constant pruning. 
changing shapes. These are places that we understand we nurture. We fertilize them, we water them, we prune them, we care for them. We orientate what the garden must look like, what it must feel like. If you talk to any good landscaper or any person that loves their gardens, one of the things they will tell you about what they love about landscaping or gardening is that they first see it in their minds and then they manifest it in the actual, in the physical. And so a lot of us tend not to approach life that way. We don't think about the belief systems that anchor us as belief systems that can be constantly shifting and changing. Why? Well, because belief systems should actually just be gardens. We should be nurturing them, watering them, fertilizing them, and pruning them to suit the world that we are in. And when and if that belief system is no longer congruent and consistent with contemporary times, then we need to shift that belief system. There are some of you listening to this thinking that's a hugely controversial idea. Beliefs should be fixed. Beliefs don't have to be fixed. Principles do. Principles, not beliefs. Principle is something like, I will not lie. That's a principle. It's not a belief. The underlying belief is because lying would make me a bad person, right? And so there is a difference between principles and beliefs. Principles stay fixed. Beliefs can absolutely and should be shifted. You know, there was a time when depending on the race you were and the part of the world you came from, the belief system of those with power was that you were less than human. We know today that that belief system was wrong. It was deeply unethical and very immoral. It was void of anything that symbolizes humanity and true godliness on earth. But people believed it. And they believed it the same way most of us do. These beliefs in gods spelt with a small g. We think of them as fixed, immovable, these ideas that cannot be shifted. We forget that all ideas are a metamorphosis, that they grow, develop, and are shaped and shifted by people. And so the question for you to ask yourself is, what are the gods in your life? What are the beliefs that you hold to be so deeply true that you don't see the world in any other way except that lens? And a lot of those are perspectives, right? So how do you see people of different color, of different religion, of different ages? Are you a person who's based on generational theory, Generation X and Y and baby boomers and the rest of it? Do you see the world the way the world is? Do you allow the world to unfold itself to you? Or do you come into the world with a presupposed and pre-indoctrinated set of beliefs? Gods that govern how you see the world. This is an important conversation, especially because it frames so much of our thinking. And I want to show you how this thinking has a manifestation even in the business world. So, the year is 2003. The company is Harley-Davidson. Harley-Davidson has positioned itself as the motorcycle company for the baby boomer generation. Around that time, most baby boomers are either in the middle of or just coming out of what we love to call in colloquial terms a midlife crisis. And one of the landmarks of a midlife crisis is a new bike. And so Harley-Davidson sees a huge spike in sales, growth and market share, and a phenomenal boom in business. Around the year 2003, Harley-Davidson buys a company called Buell, founded by a former Harley-Davidson employee. 
the bike is different, the design of the bike is different, the sound of the engine is different, and Harley-Davidson takes the Buell bike and rebrands it Harley-Davidson. There was huge pushback in the market. The traditional Harley-Davidson rider, that baby boomer, didn't want their brand to share an identity with something like what that Buell bike looked like. So Harley-Davidson killed off Buell. Track the story of Harley-Davidson over the past 18 months I have for a recent book that I'm working on. If you track the story of Harley-Davidson over the past 18 months, you would see that they've had a change of CEOs, the share price is at record low levels over the past eight years, they're losing market share, they've just pulled out of the world's largest biking market, India, because they were not able to compete. And all of this comes down to a very simple causal relationship. At a point in time, our belief systems, our gods, have to be shifted to gardens, right? Because if we don't shift them, we get anchored in the moment. So Harley-Davidson, killing off Buell, was based on the belief system by its traditional core base of clients that what the brand represented was being diluted by this new type of bike. But Harley-Davidson forgot something. No customer is your customer forever. And so Buell was a great peg for them to create the future of the brand. The truth is, if they had kept that bike, they would probably would be more competitive today in India, in the United Kingdom, and even in the US, where they're facing unprecedented levels of competition. Why? Because at a point they had to choose between protecting what they know, their gods, or creating what they wanted for their future, their garden. <laughs> it's an interesting thought, right? Most of us don't see it quite manifest that way. The students of strategy would read it from a Porter's Five Forces perspective, but once you come at it with this idea of beliefs, it helps you see it, I think, in a very different way. And so the question for you to ask yourself this week is quite a simple one. What are the gods that are driving your life today? You know, one of the gods I see most displayed by most people, particularly A-type high achievers, is the idea that outcome is more important than process. And so, for instance, if you are an A-type overachiever, getting the result you want when you want and how you want is more important than how you got to get that result. The other way to think about it is most people often think result is more important than input, right? But that's a God type of belief system. It's fixed. It presupposes that the outcome is always going to be the outcome, regardless of what the input is. Gardeners will see it differently. A garden belief system would say, I know what the outcome is that I would like, but what is the process that I need to follow to get there? And second, is it possible for me to be constantly re-energizing, reinvigorating, reigniting and changing, shifting and innovating the process that I follow to get to that outcome. And so they approach the outcome with the garden mindset, not the God mindset. I want you to think for yourself about the number of belief systems you have in your life that are holding you prison to where you are right now. A lot of them have to do with identity. They have to do with how we identify and belong. They have to do with community politics. They have to do with a whole host of external factors that are learned by us. 
Then I want you to ask yourself, how are you going to cultivate a garden for your future so that you can be the person in future that you want to be? That's it, family. That's the podcast for this week. Gods and gardens. Feel free to share it with friends and family. And most importantly, leave us a rating and a comment about what you think about the VT podcast. That's it for now. Have an amazing, amazing week. We hope that you've drawn valuable lessons from this week's podcast. To partner with us, visit mygrowthfund.co.za or email info at mygrowthfund.co.za.